Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and you are listening to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7 with yours truly, Eric Fiorello. And why are we doing these bumpers? I'll tell you why. To make the M&M and FPC brand stand out high and above everybody else, and to spread the word excellence. I commit to excellence. So, if you're new to the show... Keep climbing with us because we are going to the top, and I mean to the top. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7 today. This is another Sunday afternoon show, um, and you'll find out very shortly who my two guests are. Well, I'll give you a hint. If you've listened to Don G. Fardino before, and we got this whole Italian connection, um, Donnie growing up like myself, it isn't like it used to be. Um, Sundays used to be big, big here at the Fiorello house. A um, lot of family. There was always macaroni and meatballs, brajol. Sometimes it was roast beef, you know, but you know, normally we'd always have some gravy, as Pop used to always call it, and I still like that better, as I hate when they say pasta and all that crap. I call it macaroni or spaghetti. That's just the way it is. I like it better because it's not trendy sounding, but that doesn't matter anyways. But this afternoon... Today is the 9th of June, 2019, believe it or not. We've got a sunny day here in Albany. This is a shocker. Uh, Yesterday was beautiful. I trained today. I did some nice, heavy stuff. Um, Felt good. A lot of sand dune stuff, a lot of big stuff. Was out twirling around with the ADEX Club. Um, Playing around with a lot of stuff. I'm doing an awful lot of experimenting now where I'm going to be putting out a lot of product, I hope, before the end of the year. It's just everything's going on here. Priorities. M&M is priority. If you haven't been out to MotivationMuscle.com, go out. We've begun a brand-new website, and it's going to keep changing, but I want to thank Douglas Graham for working with me on it. Um, The home page, the initial page, is going to be real dynamic, what you're going to be seeing it fits my personality, and just the colors and the way we're doing things, it just looks magnificent. I thank Doug for that. Um, also, too, go out to uh, FiorelloBarbellCo.com, which is going to be changing, too. Check out Winners and Champions. That is our premier product. There's 14 modules there, and let me tell you, and I know we're going to get into this today because I'll just tell you who is coming in. Don's coming in, and Lisa... Um, Hamburg, who is his girlfriend, is coming on for the first time. We're welcoming Lisa into the family, which is a great thing because um, we like a lot of voices. We like a lot of opinions, and I like what she said to me already. Um, And it doesn't matter. As I said to both of them before we even started today's show, I can still respect your opinion, whether I agree with it or not. And that goes for everybody, and you got to be. I mean, there's times when things get heated. 
I stay away from a lot of the political stuff because I do have liberals in my family. Not as bad as they are in New York, but, you know, <laughs> different, di- different world, let me tell you. So that's all here and there. What we are here to do is we are building physical culture here. We are building something here that nobody else has or ever will have. And we are going after everybody. I don't care if you're 5 or 95. And in between, I've said this on shows multiple times, I don't care if you lift a 100-pound sandbag or a 450-pound sandbag. You're always welcome here because your opinions do matter. There's too many people are just shut out because they're not the upper echelon. That's great. But there's an awful lot of people that are coming up through the ranks that are damn good. That people that are learning and listening, they can gravitate to more. I mean, I, if I'm starting out, could gravitate probably more to a guy that's lifting a 100-pound sandbag than a guy that's nailing a 450. But you can learn in both ends. That's my point with Eminem. Also, don't forget to our Prosperity Conscious page on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. $25, dollars $100 investment, not donation, investment into M&M FBC. It goes right to my PayPal account, and the money goes strictly into the business. You can ask Donnie. Donnie's doing business with me. The money goes right into the business. It's going into the new website. It's going to the, I, We were having some Instagram problems here. Anybody's real good with it, contact me through Facebook, Eric Fiorello. I'd love to talk to you. I want to get people involved that know what they're doing here, that want to be involved in something that is just exploding into the stratosphere with everything. So if you know anything, we're also going out to Fiverr, which is big. We're, we're working right now getting the show even out in Asia. I got, I'm not playing small ball here. I don't talk a lot about it. But that's all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, I'm telling you right now. Also, too, and you know, you break that money down over a year. What is $25.50 or $100 over 12 months? I mean, you're getting real quality here and quality people to boot. Um, also, go out to motivationandmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows Donnie and I have done. Uh, the last three shows that he and I have done have struck pay dirt everywhere. He and I have never had shows distributed as big as they've been. Never. The last show we did was called Training Versatility. Huge. Leadership by far, and I believe there was, I'd have to look the show before that, I believe the downloads were close to over 700, which is a record. Uh, I just had a show with Steve Cotter on. In two and a half or three days, it was almost 600 downloads. Biggest show Steve and I have ever done. That's what's starting to happen with Eminem. The versatility of Eminem is all over the place. So check out all of the shows because Donnie's been on with me easily three years. I don't have a date in front of me, but I know for sure three years. So go out and check out all those shows. Also, sign up for our free newsletter on motivationandmuscle.com. goes right out to my MailChimp account, and you know the amount of content we give out here. We are not cheap about anything. We give and give and give. Also, too, don't forget another thing, advertising here. It's so reasonable to come in here. It's $250 for a month. 
And you're going to get more than it even says, all right? I still announce in the beginning and the end most of the time, where really you should only get about four announcements for that month. Look, I look at it this way. I'm building relationships with people, even though maybe I can't look you in the eye and shake hands. But we got to go on the assumption that we're going to work together for the next 30 years and make one another a lot of money and help a lot of people. Because as I've said over and over again, I don't care how idealistic you are, and you've got great plans, and I applaud you for them, try to do things without money or sponsorship. It just doesn't happen. You need the money to fuel your dreams. So think about that, okay? Also, too, one thing, uh, go out to um, our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. And I forgot to do one of the biggest things we haven't done today is to stand up, Take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am, and I am unstoppable. Why? Because that's how you talk to yourself. You want success? Learn how to speak to yourself. Learn how to rewire. Learn how to take your subconscious mind and make it work for you and all your dreams you want to come true. Don't let others put a thumb in your eye and just tell you you're no good. Don't let that happen. We're going to talk probably about that a little bit today, too. We're going to be all over the place. But two things. I want to congratulate. It was last weekend, and I've only brought it up twice. There's a big run here, 5K. It's called the Fryhofer's Run for Women. It's famous. Anybody that's in this genre has probably heard of it, and it's in Albany. My niece, Natalie, is one hell of a runner, let me tell you. I call her the road runner. Every year, she's improved. I believe the first year at 15, she came in 70, which was like a record for a young girl of that age. Well, 36 this year at 17 years old. 36. I was talking about her. Now, my other niece, Maggie, Madeline, who's 11, who just turned 12 yesterday, was 542. My sister said she's all legs, and she's starting to grow now, big time. And she's got pretty big feet. I always kid her about it. My sister said you should have seen her going, and I asked her yesterday. She said, well, towards the middle I got a little tired, but then I came on, and I was like, man. So, 11 years old, I'm telling you, be on the lookout. Natalie is going to get a scholarship besides um, – She's like 99, I think, her average. And she just got, she's had offers all over. She just got um, a big award from St. Mike's in Vermont. This girl, they're just so talented. I'm so proud of them. I love them all dearly, all of them. Natalie, Suzanne, Olivia, Madeline, and Danny. And my other nephew, Galen, I love him to death, too. All right. And here's the biggest thing right now. 8X Club. You know, Donnie and I are working on, um, obviously, a nice discount for these clubs, these whole packages. With MM19, you get $45 off the kit. But today, this show's going up tomorrow. You'll get MM19 for the first two. The third purchaser of the 8X Club will get 50% off. Only three. This is it. With this show... We're doing this one time. If you're on the fence, you got kids, you want to start working with your kids, make it a whole family thing, 
Time to ju- jump right in. I mean, you're getting $45 off the first two. The second one, you get 50 off. So you got an opportunity here to change your life. Donnie is very easy to get a hold of. You go to 8xclub.com. Obviously, you can contact him by phone. He returns your calls. Believe me, I talk to him plenty. Secondly, you can email him there. And the best way, he's all over social media, but one of the easiest ways to get a hold of him is just Don G. Fardino through Facebook. Simple. You got an opportunity here to get on the wagon, learn. Donnie's got video out all over the place, and he'll answer anything. He's a guy that's hands-on. Those are the type of people I want to work with for the next 30 years. So, on that note, Don, welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. Glad to be back on here again. And Lisa Hamburg, welcome. Welcome to the family. It's great to have you. Hey, Eric. I'm excited to be here. Ah, We're excited to have you. Now, I'm going to give everybody's bio here. First, I'll give out Donnie's. Donnie's a strength athlete, Indian club trainer, and designer and owner of ADEX Adjustable Clubs. Now, i got to bring up, I have Lisa's right here as soon as I bring my mail up. And I'm going to give you something about her now. Now, she's a new, she, well, I'll call her New Yorker even though she's from Long Island. All right, uh, raising, I'm, oh, yeah, you are. You're raised in New York City. I, I absolutely. Born in Queens, baby. Born okay. in Queens. And here's some cool stuff. I mean, here's somebody that's had, like, so many people here and overcomes. She was diagnosed with scoliosis at age nine, spent three years wearing a brace 24-7, minimal correction achieved, and she does live with a twisted asymmetrical body. But it never stopped her. She was a competitive cyclist. Okay? You look at her. She, and I like, this is cool. You talk about people that can do things. Professional antique dealer. <laughs> 91, too. I love it. Trying to retire. Um, and obviously, she's got here. And most people would never say that. She spent 20 years doing nothing from 91 to 2011. Um She's a professional dog trainer to present, which is awesome. Everyone loves dogs. I think that's a great thing. Met Donnie in 2010, so Donnie had a good good reign in 2010. And um, <laughs> she has a daughter who's 28, and she's an assistant director of admissions at Nova University. Now, we've seen I've seen Lisa for years with CrossFit. Now, she says she discovered it in 2014, changed her life. We'll get into that a little bit. Um 2017 Vintage Strength Club and Mace Instructor, 2018 KIPS Mace Flow Cert. So she's certified. Um, Annual Spartan Racer, oh, I like this, on top of my fitness. And she's studying for the ISSA Personal Trainer Certified Nutritionist course. So an established person. This is what it's all about. This is physical culture. You can't let go of anything. You, You keep climbing. This is what this is what this does to you, and this is why Donnie, when he's on here with me, or anybody, this is why I stress this to the point where people are like, "Will the guy give it a rest?" No, I won't give it a rest, because if more kids and adults learn the essence of what physical culture is, which is mind, body, and your spirit, you can't deny any of it. Okay, like today when I was out training. I, I was setting my brain literally on fire with what I was thinking and doing. Um, 
it just feels better and better. You just get more and more charged for the next thing. Stevie Shanks and I did a show the other night, and we were talking about that, how there's certain ways to light yourself literally on fire and <laughs> how you go in and approach and what you do and what you grab and what you pull and we're doing it. What are you thinking when you're doing it? Are there little things you say to yourself that sets you right off? Do you grab something, squeeze something that does this? These are all ways to create your goals and succeed and keep, like I said to Maggie when I wrote in her card, keep climbing, keep climbing, one rung at a time, one foot in front of the other. Before you know it, you've got that goal. And it's real, real important. And that's what I love about all this. So, Lisa, Donnie, yeah. welcome to the show, and I'm um, glad to have you. And we're going to start off with Lisa first. Um, obviously, you've done quite a few things, and especially the last uh, four years, the involvement not only with the CrossFit and the Vintage Strength and the KIPS, you know, the Flow Certification, and obviously Spartan Racing and all that. What do you feel? I mean, obviously, you've had some issues with your body. And where and when do you feel was the turning point when suddenly things started coming together? Obviously, you've got in, my, in the bio that it changed your life, CrossFit. But was that the defining moment for you, or were you starting to gear up constantly to something new? No, well, com- coming off of 20 years of doing nothing, it was it was very very hard to get back into physical culture. Yep. I was I was fat. I was becoming less and less able every year. And you know, when fifty was looming in the not too far distance, I decided that I better make some changes now before it was too late. Yeah, definitely. It, Go ahead. You know, so you know, I did go to a regular gym for like a year before I ever walked into a CrossFit box because I was so intimidated by just, you know, what I saw from my little peaks on, um, you know, on social media. Mm -hmm. I was worried about it. And, you know, I bought a Groupon, dragged Don with me. You know, the people at that place didn't know what to do with a 51-year-old athlete. Yep. And they'd send me out to run with the 20-year-old kids, and I'd be puking in the bushes. And they were like, do more, do more. Yeah. I mean, the, warm, the warm-ups were killing me. And, you know, but I, but I fell in love with it, and I knew that was what I wanted to do. So I tried another box, and I got so lucky that the people at Barracuda knew what to do with me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the the kid that owns it is my daughter's boyfriend now but okay. at the time he was just you know some random kid that owned a crossfit box and he knew what to do and he didn't break me and little by little i began to you know get my health back and to be competitive again the first thing i did was sign up for the festivus games which is scaled CrossFit competition because I'm a very competitive person mm-hmm. and dragged on with me, poor bastard. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, well, I don't know why I'm here. No, he, he's, he'll be on. Don't worry. I, I don't want to hurt his ego. He'll be in shortly. 
Go ahead. You know, I mean, God bless him. He got always musters. Yep. And, you know, I dragged him to a CrossFit competition in Tampa where I was the oldest and the smallest and came in last. And it was fantastic. Yeah. It let was me ask great. You, well, let me ask you this, being that you have bounced around in gyms. I mean, let's just talk about it, not male or female here, at least mm-hmm. at least right out of the gate. What do you think is the biggest problem that you see in a gym these days? Well, in in most gyms, you know, globo gyms, if that's what we're talking about, yeah, op- yeah, yep. they operate on the principle of give us your money and don't ever show up. <laughs> yeah, yep. You know, if everybody who belong to, you know, all the big box gyms, if their full membership turned out one day, the fire department would have to send everybody out of the building because yeah. it would be overcrowded. Yep. So the difference is, you know, in, in a gym like the gym that I work at, if I don't see somebody for a couple of days, I call them up. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? What are you doing? You know, are you hurt? Are you on vacation? You know, I want to know. So... You know, for us, we're extremely involved in the lives of our members. Right, right. And, and I think that's very important because um, you said it, you hit it right on the head. They want you to pay the money and not show up. And that's a common occurrence anyways. We know after the yep. new year, everybody's eating too much. Oh, my God, I got to lose 15 pounds, blah, 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 blah. If they make it through the middle of February, they're lucky. It's a, it's a miracle. It and really that, is. And that's a different business model. Yeah, yeah. And well, the, the business model I look at, well, and I, I'm going to go right to Don because I I'm, I got some great questions because he's real old school with things, is this. You know, it's like everything we see, especially social media. Um, one size fits all because maybe someone has had some relative success and then suddenly this one wants to do it, that one wants to do it, and you know what? Let's face it. Nine times out of ten, without being a pessimist here, it's not going to work. And if you don't have, as you found out, if you don't have qualified people, if you don't have people that are holding you to standards or, or calling you and saying, where you been the last three days? Well, you know, get in here. Um, I'm not a big believer anymore chasing people down either because, uh, as I told both of you off air, um, there's an awful lot of work that goes into this show. You know, everybody says to me that is interested in starting a podcast, and Donnie and I have talked about this. Oh, all you got to do is record it. Mm, Not really? 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 That's all, huh? Okay. So right there, you just put a nail right through the middle of your forehead because you're done. And, (laughs) you know, and I'm honest with them. I said, I'll help you any way I can. You know, I would encourage you, but here's the stats on podcasts. 30 days is usually the uh, length of them. Um, we're going on five years, the end of September, so we crushed that. But, Donnie, this is what I want to talk to you is, obviously, you know, being involved with Lisa, you come, obviously, from more of that mentality with me where you're in these old gyms, you're the benchers, you're the squatters, you're the deadlifters, Different atmosphere, different tone, different style of individual. Yeah, you had your a-holes, like, everywhere. But I know, like, when I started, when we used to go down to the Y with those guys, because we'd get Ys when they beat us up, you know. Um, but once we uh, mellowed out a little bit on them, they would do anything for you. 
and obviously we know with the injuries what led to ADEX, but ADEX is still a hardcore piece of equipment. It's not some soft piece that's just geared to say, okay, swing me a few times and we're all healed up, we're good to go. So being on that premise of the older style of training you did and still do, what brought, I mean, we know, and for anybody that hasn't heard, tell everybody a little bit why ADEX came about. But more than anything is this, how did you take and incorporate your thought of doing the benches and the deadlifts and everything else and brought that full circle into ADEX? So take it away, brother. Okay, you got me clear on here, right? You're on, brother. Hit it. All right. Yeah, I just want to make sure because this is like the first time I spoke. All right. So um, the ADEX clubs became about because of the fact that I injured my shoulder doing heavy bench pressing. I used to train heavy. I got injured. I, I lived with the injury, with the pain of the injury for a long time. And then I finally decided that I needed to do something because I couldn't get into the plank position, the bottom of a of a bench press or a push-up. I couldn't hold that position with any – it was just too painful for me. And if people are experiencing that, then I, I know exactly what you're going through. Um, that That – led me to believe that I was becoming debilitated. And with that, I spent uh, quite a long time. And, you know, it was from when the Internet really wasn't popular from the late uh, 1990s until the early 2000s. I was looking for, you know, something to do for my shoulder to be able to rehab it because I was training for a 400-pound bench. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, like I got hurt doing 225 in the – you know, for reps or something like that. I was, I was training for a 400 pound bench press. Right. And, and with that, you know, like in 2007, I came across a video of a guy swinging a club and he was doing a mill, which is the, 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 I guess the most notable exercise for club training. And he was doing it with a 15 pound club. And I'm going, that's the thing I lean, I need to learn how to do to fix my shoulder. Right. Hey Donnie, I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt you, but can you just explain to everybody what a mill is, please? Oh, a mill is basically like if, if you could imagine throwing a football. If you had an endless shoot of footballs that came down to you, you know, laces yeah. up perfectly, yep. and you could just grab them at arm's length, you know, near near your hip, like okay. where your pocket would be on your pants. Yep, and grab it and just go and throw a bomb. Yep, and then just swing your arm around, and with that swing coming around, just grab another ball, put it behind your ear, and throw another bomb. Yep, and let your hand drop down, and that constant repetition, like if you were constantly throwing something, that is a mill. Okay, and it's it's a wonderful exercise. But getting back to that, that's what I, I developed. <clears throat> I developed the Adex clubs to be adjustable because I couldn't afford at the time. The clubs that were being sold, they were a little expensive. I couldn't afford them, and I started making my own out of baseball bats. Yep. And that morphed into the club that I'm selling today. And this is how I came along. But to tie it into the strength training, what I didn't realize with making the adjustable club, you mm-hmm. know, and this was something that hit me afterwards. I made the adjustable club so that people would have a whole set of clubs at an economical price. You know, it was yeah. a little cheaper than buying all of them, you know, individual clubs, and you'd save on the shipping and whatever. But 
What I didn't realize was that you could change the weights while you're doing exercises. That didn't occur to me till after I started training with it a little bit. And then I said, well, what happens if I do, you know, 12 reps with 10 pounds and then right. go to 12, you know, 12 and a half pounds and do 12 reps, just like you would do, you know, progressive or, or decreasing, you know, like weightlifting sure. movements, those same type of principles, sure. you know, where I could do a ladder where I don't need you know, seven different weight clubs. I could use just a one add X club, add or subtract weight, go up and pyramid it and come back down again. Yep. And I think that in and of itself kind of changed the way that people are training with clubs. They saw there that it wasn't such a rehabilitative tool or a locked into a specific modality strength tool that this can actually be used for other things. And that's the way I decided, I said, wait a second, this is the only type of training I need. And that's when I gave up, you know, going to the gym to weight train. I just stuck with the club. Now, don't get me wrong. You're not going to have a four or five, 600 pound bench by training with clubs, but right. it'll keep you from getting hurt when you're training for those. Right. It's, so, it's, it's a tool that's going to enhance whatever it is your goals are basically. Yes, but you can also use it as a standalone modality if you program it the right way to be able to, you know, use this as your fitness, strength, and endurance training for the rest of your life. Well, see, Don, this is what, doing. well, this is what I like about it, and you and I have talked on and offline. Um, I think it's a hell of a tool for a young kid. Um, and oh, I'm talking definitely. like, you know, we've talked about my nephew Danny and, and Maggie there. You know, you got to um, – a nine-year-old young man, and you have a 12-year-old young lady. And the thing is, they're so damn athletic. And we've talked about filming them and stuff because, I, you know, I am going to do stuff with them. That, you know, I know it can work for anyone. I realize that. We've had multiple discussions on this. But as you know, my intention right now, because I feel, and I'm going to ask Lisa this big question next. Um. Number one, you and I both know, and Lisa does too, I'm sure, they're not getting a lot in gym class if they're even having them anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not – there's a, too much coddling, obviously, in my opinion, which, um, you know, and nobody wants to ever lose or fail. And the thing I like about the club and these smaller things that are incremental is – we don't have to shut anybody out. You know, I said this in the beginning. We need to bring everybody in here and show them that physical culture at nine years old can form you to the point when you're 18, you can make decisions that people twice your age can't do. Why? Because you've progressively built, whether it's an 8X club, a sandbag, a stone, a barbell set, into what you are right now. And this is where, in my opinion, physical culture, whatever you want to call it, the fitness field, all that, has missed the boat totally. Totally. You've got a set of clubs out there right now that you can load. I don't know. what. what for instance, what does just the, the short club, if I run that, what does that weigh, Donnie, with nothing on it? Nothing on it is three and a half pounds. Okay. And then if you add the screw, the thread set yeah. to it, yep. that brings it up to five pounds. That's a pound and a half. Okay. So right there, you know, that's perfect for kids or yeah. 
you know, elderly people, you know, not, not just older people. I'm an older person, but people are even older than me and Lisa. Yep. You know, yep. That, that are in their, let's say, seven, mid 70s, you know, their 80s, their mid 80s. You know, Lionel in Miami has a, a 91 year old client that trains with the clubs. Hey, Donnie, you know what I do a lot of times? A lot of times I'll go out and walk and I'll just take a three and a half pound club and a hard ball with me. Uh-huh. And I walk, I walk one in each hand, and then switch the hands. I'll do yeah. that. Some, yeah, I love doing that. Um, all that, but no, that's why I think the the club is such a great feature because older people can use it, the younger people can use it this way. And another great thing, yeah, they're not cheap, but you're not investing thousands of dollars in equipment that you might put in the corner and eventually put in a garage sale for nothing. All right. That's exactly that, that, no, that's that my is, point. That is true. Yeah. And not yeah. only that, this these are built so well. They're made yep. in America. They're yep. they're built so well. They're so over engineered that you could pass these on to your great grandchildren. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, I mean, and, it's, and, it's, and they got a good look to them. You know yeah, what I mean? They're beautiful. they're flat they black beautiful. and they look good. Yeah. yeah, and they are and they are precision made by a right. company that makes aircraft and military stuff so you know these guys know what they're doing so you know this is let's put it this way they look tough and that's what you want to have when you're training tough and they are and they are tough all right lisa i've been waiting we talked about this a little bit and donnie can break in too and i made the comment you know i talked about my nephew danny and maggie there you know uh nine and twelve and the things we see with little boys Younger men, and obviously in their 20s when they're having all kinds of problems all over the board. You know, whether it's like they don't know really what their identity is. Uh, In my opinion, you know, Dr. Wong, who's a mutual friend of ours here, has really gotten into it with me with a lot of things, you know, especially with all these women's movements that feel that they don't need to have a guy, this, that, and the other thing. And these young... And these young men are growing up just screwed up. And, and and we also know the low rate of testosterone and the soy formulas and all that. But, you know, you've mentioned a few things, and I, I was very pleased, obviously, to hear the honesty from you. What, what in your opinion, uh, you're, you're obviously a woman, grown woman. You've seen some things. You've been around things. From a woman's perspective, wh- how, how do you look at men now? Seriously, what do you think? You know, here I am, the mother of, you know, of a young woman who's been dating. Yep. And some of the guys who she has dated, I have been appalled by. Really? Yeah, because they lack, there's a manness that seems to be missing. You know, she's a she's a girl who always has a car that's a beater. Yep. And every once in a while, Scarlett needs a tire changed. Yep. And, you know, she was on a date with someone. She got a and why she was driving. I don't know. I guess, <laughs> you know, he didn't have a car or whatever. So she, you know, my daughter is like me. You know, she does what it takes. Yep. And she was driving and got a flat tire and called me. You know, because she didn't have her AAA card with her, and she needed the number. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you're on a date. Can't can't the guy you're with change the tire? 
and he, you know, he had no idea. Oh my God, he has no idea. Okay, now, that doesn't surprise know, me. Yep. You know, I grew up in, you know, a Jewish and Italian home. My stepfather was Italian when mm-hmm. I was learning to drive. And, you know, he said, you are not getting out of this house until you can show me that you can change a tire and change the oil by yourself. Wow. And he popped the hood and, like, gave me a test on what all the parts were. And, you know, I wasn't even – I didn't even have a car. My first car was a pickup truck. Yep. And, you know, he wouldn't let me go anywhere until I could demonstrate that I could change a tire on the pickup truck. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I was very fortunate that, you know, he treated me the way he treated his boys. Yeah. And, you know, held me to that same standard. And, you know, so I, I got the benefit of the male culture that he taught his sons because I was allowed to be included in that. But I wonder sometimes if, you know, because there's so many women who are raising sons by themselves. Yep. How how will those boys learn male culture? You know, they need a grandfather or, you know, an uncle or a coach or somebody who's going to impart, you know, these things. I couldn't. And then I thought about, you know, what if I had had a son and. You know, raised yeah. a boy by myself. Yep. What would I be able to teach him? Yep. Because I would only be able to teach him, you know, what I know about male culture. But mm-hmm. I'm not a man. Nope. You know, so it's yep. like I'm reading you a book about, you know, Chinese culture. Yep. You know, we only know what the author knows. Yep. Exactly. And you know, it, it makes it makes me unhappy these days to see you know men vilified in in the media mm-hmm. you know just for being men i mean yep. you know we need men and women well you and know what this is what i always i had a i had a i think donnie and i talked on the last show and i'm gonna go right to you next donnie is um i was dating this girl and it wasn't very long believe me after this what was said to me um, I said something about, yeah, the girls, some, we knew these, these women and I called them girls. And she said to me, you know what? I was like, what? She goes, you're a male chauvinist. And I said, you know what? We aren't going out anymore. That's the end. And I was saying to myself, all I did, and it was no disrespect. I called some women as she would call them women I called them girls, and she got highly insulted right. by mean, it. Yeah, how, that's semantics. How is how is that how is that a crime? Why it's, would she take you to task for that? You didn't mean it in a demeaning way. Not at all. Not at all. But here's the deal. You know, usually we all know after you've been you've done a few rodeos. You know, I can usually tell within five minutes if I'm going to stand up and excuse myself or stick around. <laughs> and um, yeah. You know, I, I've learned my lessons, but people are very hypersensitive about everything now. I think a lot of people like to, you know, have strife or say, you know, somebody did this and that. Myself, yeah. we've talked about this so many times. I'm more interested in learning my subconscious mind or how to wire better or whatever. I don't care about those things. You know why? I'll tell you why. You have to, I think you respect people. But if they don't show you respect, you got a choice. Either you get into it or you walk away. But my whole thing now is this. I have my mind glued 
to the future. It's not worrying about what President Trump is doing today or what Congress wants to do tomorrow or New York State here, which is a cesspool of the world, in my opinion. You know, let's tax everybody 75% and bleed them dry and kill them. Or all, all Cuomo's rich friends here now that wanted all these things, this taxation, everything, all those millionaire and billionaire friends, now they're talking there's going to be at least an 8% wash out of here. They're leaving. And he's all upset. Well, you know what? All these things they wanted now are starting to affect their bottom line. And you know what they're doing to him? They're leaving him in the dirt. The sad thing is these are, these well, I'm not going these a-holes, I'm just going to say, <laughs> are going to go to another state and destroy that too. Donnie, here's the thing. You and I have gotten into the maleness a number of times. We know the score with a lot of things. You know, Lisa already is told that she gets it. You know, she understands that you need to have a man. I mean, let's face it. Unless you're going to be a test tube when we know they're all doing the turkey base, there are a lot of them, especially in Hollywood. I mean, you need a male, you need a male, a male and female. And I'll tell you right now, as you two know, you two are together and happy. There's nothing like a good woman or a good man that only enhances you. And you got each other's back, and you would you would literally carve somebody in two for your mate. I love all that. That that's why I love all the stone lifting and this aggression and all that. I like women like that. And 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 the thing is, they're not out to cut my nuts off me, and I'm not want to cut their heads off them. We're together. We're a unit. But here's the deal. What do you see? I see culture in a lot of ways changing. I think a lot of the young kids are more conservative in their views, which has got to scare the hell out of what's going on politically. But let's just talk about men. You know, you've been weightlifting for years, 8X Club, the whole deal. You're involved with all different people in this genre. If there's a defining moment or a trait that you're seeing, and let's talk about on a positive thing here what do you think what what do, what do you see right now that makes you feel that okay there is some hope for these young kids there is some hope for middle-aged men etc cetera, etc cetera. What, what is it you see if not you can say that too but what is it you see donnie actually for for you know young men going into young men becoming full-grown men in that in that aspect boys becoming men in yeah that everything area? i mean do you see do you see we're going still the wrong direction, or do you see glimmers of hope coming? I do. I do see glimmers of hope because you know, for all of the all of the, um, the it's like there's a promotion of wishy washiness yeah. now. That's that's the only way I can. I, I'm not going to put my finger on one specific thing where I'm going to say you know this is like this and that's like that because then we'll just argue or or expound upon you know, little points of minutia. Sure. What is going on now? I think people aren't as crisp as they used to be. They aren't as lively. They're a little more, you know, subdued. They're a little more relaxed. It might have something to do with having your face buried in the phone all the time <laughs> or something like that. It could be possible. It really is. I think it's but very possible. I see, yep. I see that a lot of, now what I see with young men and and men in particular, because, you know, a lot of, my kids are millennials and they're they're 30 years old all of our daughters we got three daughters all right. they're all you know they're they're uh 27 28 and uh 
30. So they're all close together in age. They are, um, you know, they're all very close. And we're watching, you know, the guys that they hang around with or did hang around with. And like Lisa was saying, there's very few of them that that displayed like old school characteristics of men. You know, I, hey, I'll help you move that piece of furniture or, or, or you got a flat tire. I can change it. And right. Stuff like that. They're not or, quick to do right. it, except the guys that they're with now. They found, you know, they found their good choices, and that's the way, you know, they like that too. You know, these are the way that girls believe. But as a glimmer of hope for our young people, especially our young men, I do see that they are, uh, even though they say the numbers are down and obesity is up and stuff like that, the people that are involved in fitness are doing it hard. Yeah. The kids are doing it hard. They're not, uh, you know, like, we there's always going to be the bro lifters, you know. I like to look good, feel good. I I work out, I work on the docks, or I work in the office, and you know I can keep a nice physique. But I think there's more of a competitiveness, you know, like the kids doing, you know, let's say CrossFit. CrossFit's freaking hard. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you go in a box and you got to master all those skills. And once you're good at it and, you know, and any type of that functional training, if they're getting involved in that and they're, you know, get a little bit of competitive edge. I see that's still alive. I thought that was going to be dead by now, but it's not. I think and- that, that, that the gym is one of the last places that you will find the culture that we're talking about where – you know, I mean, in, in CrossFit, men and women do the same exercises. They compete in the same ways. But the culture, you know, is so inclusive. You know, we bring kids in and the adults are there, you know, helping the kids to wait their turn, to use, you know, do things in an appropriate way. And when it's over, everybody cleans up together. Yep. And it, it, it is such a community experience. You know, if if I have to say there's one thing that I love about it, it's, you know, this beautiful community that, you know, it's a place where we can teach the the kids. And we have a lot of kids in and out of our gym. No, no, I mean, I think that's a good thing. I'll tell you what, like here, I mean, this is this is like um, most people probably like no man's land here. I remember this kid, Nikki Cardona, who came and trained all summer with me. So I have a 95-foot driveway. And the last 30 to 35 feet are stones, lifting barrels, tires that are just – I got one 900-pound tire up against the wall, and the other ones are all various sizes, just piles of sandbags. And I, I knew him not well. And I'll never forget the first day he came here to sit down with me, he said to me, the first thing out of his mouth was, besides hello, he said, when I got up the last 30, 20 feet, whatever it was, he was like, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And I was like, what do you mean, uh uh-oh? He goes, I knew damn well I was coming up on some real serious stuff here with a serious trainer. And I was like, let me tell you something. Visually, that is going to motivate you or not. Now, if I had a a bunch of pansies sitting there in the middle of the driveway, what do you think he would have thought? Like, oh, what's up with this guy? No. I want you to know when you come up that driveway that it's business. 
It's all business. You'll be treated fairly. You'll be treated respect. But I'll tell you right. Well, I thought you meant pansies like like a bunch of guys that didn't want to do nothing. You know, no, they we, sat Don, around. Donnie, we, like, won't, we won't have. No, they'd be gone. We're, we're talking that, real flowers. Yeah, right? we, yeah, the flowers. We, <laughs> all right. We, we, we'd be, <laughs> hey, Donnie, we'd be setting them oh on fire. Oh, my God. No, but you know what? I mean, God. so, so you know, when Lisa talks about it, when you talk about it, when I talk about it, you know, they'll always say, well, you can, you know, first impressions mean everything. And they do. Because when you walk up there and you see that, you know there's no effing around. Um, it, you, you come here, you're paying good money, and you're going to get the type of training. Unless you are physically being hurt by it and we've got to change things, get ready. Because you're going to feel like somebody snapped your back, your, your neck back, and it came forward real fast. And I think those are the things that are sorely lacking. And when they, when I talk about that way, I'm talking about training and teaching properly. You know, Lisa, Donnie and I have gotten into so many things mentally with stuff. And, you know, how you teach, especially how you organize and especially how you get people, because they have to buy in to yep. what you're doing here, okay? That is the most important thing. I can teach you how to do just about anything that I know how to do. But if I'm not communicating with you or not getting you involved in the action here mentally, we're going to have a problem. You're going to fail. Or, and I'm, and yeah. I failed too. I'm a failure for that, you know? So yeah. I think – th- go ahead. Go ahead. Coaching can make or break an athlete. Sure. And – you know, I mean, PE classes in schools today, even when I was a kid, there was really no coaching. No. You know, they just, like, put you in a room and threw you a ball. Yep. And, you know, coaching can get somebody to buy in or it can turn them off. And, you know, they say, see ya. You know, I'm not interested anymore. And, you know, for me, the mission is to get people to buy in. Yeah. To buy, you know, to not just, well, I do, you know, do sell memberships for the gym too. And, you know, but once they, once they've signed up, you know, I need, I need their soul. Yeah. yeah. Look, if you're not going to give it all, there's not a hell of a lot of reason to be here because I mean, we talk about what we're doing here and all that. It's just not for the faint of heart. I mean, you can't just not show up here and say, well, I'm not going to lift this much today or I don't feel like it because I'm going to boot your ass right out in the street. If we've got to back off, we back off. Instead of doing four things, say, maybe we do two, but we do two better than anyone. So that's, that's the main thing. That's the main ingredient. Donnie, how important is the mental game? Mental game is 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 huge. I think I think that if you don't have you don't have your mind into what you're doing, you're not going to accomplish it. Just bottom line. So if you're going in and you, you know, obviously you're going to get prepared slightly different mentally before you uh, before you begin training. If I have a long endurance workout, if I'm training, uh, let's say cardio or endurance type of training, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a long, you know, like I'm just going to go play for you know, nonstop movement for 45 minutes, I have a different mindset than when I'm going to lift something for three or five reps Mm -hmm. and, you know, put it down and wait three minutes and then start my next three or five reps with that exercise. It's just a total different game. You know, one day I'm thinking like, 
you know, I'm, I, I got to row a boat for miles and miles and miles. The other day is like, you know, I put in my head, all right, I got to pick up this huge weight and, and, you know, I got to just, you know, get it to here in a short little amount of time. All so, right. Well, let, let me ask you this. Yeah. How much has the mental game changed for you in the last 10 years? And it's had to change a lot. Exponentially, because yep. I am I am more developed mentally before everything was physical. My mind used to not be in my work. Yep. I uh, developed my mind into my work. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't say, I, you know, like I don't want people to think I was just doing stuff haphazardly, but I wasn't. But working with the clubs – Working with the clubs compared to working with the weights, yep. I had to think about it. The weights, I I knew, I knew how to lift. I was corrected when I, I let's say like about uh, I started when I was twelve. I was corrected uh, on my form for bench press, squat, and deadlift. Sure. When I was about twenty-seven. Yeah, uh, right, that's a lot of right years. Right when my daughters were born. Right, yep. right about then. I was I was in a powerlifting gym there, and I got really good coaching. Yep. So they corrected me. They got my, and then they started teaching me. You know, think about what you're doing. But it was such for a small amount of reps. You know, three reps. One, it was singles, triples. You know, five stuff like that. It wasn't anything that I was going for a long time with. But it kind of like gave the forefront to the way that I think now, where I have to be totally in the movement, especially because I started club training, let's just say for, you know, ease of frame reference, 10 years ago, let's right. just say I started it right. 10 years ago and I had to really think about the movements that I was doing in order to get the, you know, the pattern down properly. So now this has become a very instrumental part of me being connected with my brain to my body, not only when I'm doing the you know, the, um, the strength movements, but also too, when I'm going back to those 45 minutes endurance workouts that I'm actually aware and I'm, I'm, I'm present for every rep now where before I'd be like, okay, I'll start off, you know, okay, I got a few good reps in now, let it just fall apart, but keep going to get the time. Yeah. Now, you know, I slowly built that into more and more and more reps until that whole big set for that, half hour or 45 minutes is actually every rep was pretty damn good. Yeah. And uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mental aspect of it. And that's what they're finding with the brain body connection. You know, yep. scientists are finding with that stuff. So, you know, where, where it's going into our actual health, the Parkinson's, the Alzheimer's, the cognitive dysfunctions that people are getting and uh, you know, how those synapses are, rebuilding or rebooting and, and uh, refiring again and to keep that all working. Remind, so, hey, uh, remind me to tell you what I'm doing with the ADEX club on the sand dune because you own one and I'm going to tell you what to do. Oh, all right. When you talk about brain firing, uh -huh. I'll set your brain on fire for you. I like the brain being on fire now. Well, we'll do that. Um, I want to go to Lisa, though, real quick, too, and we'll come back. Lisa, what, what do you think mentally has changed in you in the last 10 years? Um, obviously, Donnie hit it. It's like, you know, when you first start out, you know, I'm coming from the physical culture and your mind is not developed. You're, you're out there. You're just strategically want to pummel everything and you can get away with it for a long time. And it's funny how all these mental things start happening to you, whether, you know, it's a failure or you get uh, an injury or you're having success. And it takes a succession of years to start 
understanding the whole mental game here because I don't even like calling it a game. But if you want to have the type of success you see and hear about, you're going to have to develop the mind as much as the muscle. So in, in the last decade or more, how has your mental game changed and how do you approach it now as, say, 10 years ago? Well, 10 years ago, I was making the transition from being a fat ass who sat on the sofa and did nothing to someone who started moving. Right. And I have like, you know, I moved despite, you know, um, physical pain. You know, I I live with back pain. It's just a part of my life. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of, of doing the work. And as a coach, I have to set an example for people who, you know, also have injuries or have been sitting around and aren't used to hard work. And, you know, I set that example every day, mm-hmm. every day, you know, I do, I do the workout, whether I want to do it or not, because my athletes need to see me moving. They need to, you know, and I'm littler than everybody else, but, you know, I'm trying to try to always like lift as much as the smallest man. Yeah. Why <laughs> in, not? In my, in my class, you know, yep. God, God forbid you're a dude and you grab the pink kettlebell. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't no do good. that. No. Don't do that. But so, you, you know what I want to ask you too, though. Obviously, you were sitting on the couch, and I know you you kind of knew that if you didn't make some changes. But we all know you have to be highly motivated to suddenly get your ass off a couch and get yeah. moving. Because okay, what besides the I don't want to use the word fear, but whatever you can word any way you want. You got motivated to get off there, but you had to keep that motivation going because you could have right. said, the ne- what What was it you think that drove you? What, Init- what- initially, it was vanity. Okay. Because when I first started doing CrossFit, I was 25 pounds overweight, okay. and I didn't want to be fat anymore. And I wanted to look like those girls going to the games. Yeah. yeah. I wanted a, you know, if not a hot body, at least a warm one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and <laughs> I like you know, so, somewhere, you know, I got to the point where, you know, I'm at like 21 or 22 percent body fat, which yep. for, you know, a woman in her mid 50s is good. If I go any lower, you know, my face starts to sag because yeah. then I don't have fat in my face anymore. Yep. You know, my boobs are gone. Yep. Got a got a round ass finally. Yep. And then it became about performance. Yep. And uh oh. <laughs> That's that's when the game changes, when it's not about, you know, what you look like anymore, but it's about your performance. Yep. Well, that and that's that's real interesting when you talk about vanity, because contrary to the horse shit you hear all the time, well, I don't really care how I look. That's bull. And I want that's why I want to ask you, coming from a woman's perspective, obviously, <laughs> you, you, you came initially like. You wanted to look well. You didn't want to be overweight. You know, you wanted to be attractive, which I think is the greatest thing because I want, you know, and I've had people give me crap. I won't, I like girls a certain way, all right? Um, uh, and I'll tell you this. I want my wife or my girlfriend to be as attractive as they always could be. Why? Because they're the most important thing to me. And I want to be able to put them on my arm and go anywhere mm-hmm. we want to go. And that goes for me, too. You know, no big belly, no laying on the couch, 
you know, no crying that, oh, 25 years ago, you should have seen what I was doing. That doesn't matter worth shit. But coming from a woman's perspective here, and obviously now you've conquered those things, but tell me, no woman wants to feel inadequate or out of shape or what. So tell everybody out there, I mean, go ahead, take it. I mean, I think that one of the things that you can get from embracing the the suck, embrace the pain, embrace the, oh, my God, you know, I'm going to be, you know, a hot mess when this class is over, is is that you come away from it feeling very self-confident. Yep. You know, I, it, and that's, yes, I feel, you know, that, you know, I look better than, you know, most of the women in my age group. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, if you look at my arms, you go, oh, she does something special, mm-hmm. you know, and I get that a lot, but it's not only that, it, you know, we, Don and I went out and we, you know, we got a dog and we're idiots because we shopped <laughs> with our heart. <laughs> And, you know, we adopted a dog who was over 100 pounds at at about a year old. And now he's, you know, now he outweighs me. Yep. Well, shit, you know, I still have to walk him. Yeah. I still have to take him places. Yep. You know, and I have to be physically up to that challenge. Yep. And, you know, functional fitness looks good on you. Yep. Functional fitness makes you have good numbers at the doctor's office. I had osteopenia. Yep. When I... When I was a, a fat ass and, yep. you know, I didn't want to have a bone density test the last couple of years because I didn't, you know, I didn't feel it was necessary. The doctor talked me into it. I did a bone density test and he comes in and he says, wow, you have the bone density of somebody in their 30s. Awesome. I, I said, I told you that because yep. I put heavy things over my head every day. Yep. Yep. People, so pe- he pe- doesn't know. No. But they, you know, if you told them what you were doing, they'd be like, oh, that's no good for you. They don't get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that is exactly what I get every time I go to this doctor and he's like, what's new? And I'm like, well, I got a Spartan race coming up. (laughs) I just PR'd my deadlift. Yep. And he he doesn't get it. He's like, I don't know why you do those things. Yeah, they all, it's funny. They all think everybody's crazy that likes to do that. Uh, It's, um. You'll live a long time regardless, and if you don't, you're going to live very happy. Donnie, we're, yes. you know, we're talking about manliness. We're talking about womanliness, all that. Tell everyone out there, when you feel good, when uh, your coyotes are swinging well, um, <laughs> you know, as a man, you know, and you want to play with the, you know, you want to get serious, you know, whether it's weights, clubs, sandbags, stones, whatever – Take it from a man's perspective of a guy. Think about someone you know or knew that was, they just seemed hopeless. They did everything you said to them. They would put it down or, no, it won't work or I don't have time. But let's come from the positive man side or maybe some that even bought into it and just succeeded wholly. Tell everyone, what does it feel like when you feel good? I mean, strong good. Go ahead. Uh, I could go out and, and conquer the world. You know, if I didn't feel strong good, you know, I'm look at this now. Like, um, and, and I'm going to use myself as an example because I'm actually an expert at this. Okay. You know, on this subject of myself. But, um, you know, look <laughs> at it this way. I'm I'm turning fifty six. Yep. 
most guys in, you know, most people, and I even say guys, most people at 56 are winding their lives down. Yeah, I know. I got 10 years, nine years left to go before I retire. You know, like they're rubbing their hands together and they're saying I can throw in the towel. I embarked on a new venture, a new business venture of, of this magnitude that I'm doing now yeah. when yeah. I was 50. Yeah. That's when I started. So if I didn't feel my oats every day, if I didn't feel like the best I could be, like a, a strong, capable, intelligent man, yep. I wouldn't be able to accomplish the things that I was made be able to do. It goes it, – it's so much more than – the, um, you know, okay, okay, he looks like he can lift weights, whatever, like that. But it does something to your psyche. It does something to your ego, to your personality. It changes you. It makes you become, you understand more about patience and giving things time because, let's face it, strength training, endurance training, power training, all of that takes time. And it yep. takes time to grow. It takes time to recuperate. And, you know, when we were teenagers, of course, we had, the, you know, like, it's like we had, a, you know, like a guy came in with a bag of gear and just gave it to you. And you know what I'm talking about yeah, when I'm saying gear. Absolutely. All right. Yep. And for the yep. other people. And so with that, you know, like that's the, the kind of thing. But when you hit 24, 25, 27, you know, that's all gone. You know, that you, you're not recuperating as fast. And then nope. it's a little slower. But now I see the vitality that I have in my daily routine. I talk to my friends that are 56 years old that are same age as me, you know, high school peers, things like that. And they do not behave the same way I do or the people that I know that are still involved in physical fitness and physical culture at this age that are still actively involved in it. And I think that that creates such a positive mindset. I, I, I'm not kidding. I, I wake up every morning and I say to Lisa, I feel freaking great. And she can, she can attest to that. that. That's not a BS story. No, no, I anything. understand. No. I wake up every morning with that, that mindset, um, you know, to say, you know, to actually say to myself and, and aloud to her, I feel great. It yep. sets my mind for the day. Then I make the damn bed. Yep. You know, because, you know, she's usually up before me because yep. she's really cool enough to go downstairs and put on the coffee machines and stuff. <laughs> but but no, really, like I'll get up and I make the bed because that was uh, that was Coach Bergner said, yep, you know, make the bed that. every day. Yep. And and so, you know, like I adopted that philosophy and I also adopted the philosophy of saying to myself, I feel great today. Mm-hmm. And I start that off. You know, that's the first thought I got of the day. And if I did not exercise, uh, you know, heavy and hard like I do, yep. I wouldn't feel this way. No, there's no I way. I know I wouldn't feel this way because I talk to people who don't do it and they tell me how horrible and terrible they feel. So if you're feeling horrible and terrible, and even if it's the vanity issue, like Lisa said, I got involved with it for vanity. Let's say you are healthy at 56 So what? That's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. you're not doing anything to maintain your, your, your strength. Nope. You spend all that time brushing and flossing your teeth and doing your freaking hair. But are you spending any time on your what holds your body upright? Exactly. You know? Well, so, so with that mindset, I yep. really believe it creates a positiveness. You know, I've got all these little triumphs during my workout. Yep. You know, and I and some some days you miss them and you just say, okay, patience. It'll be the next time. Yeah. And you know, you get these whether it's more weight, more reps, more time, whatever it is, learning a new exercise and nailing it. 
you know, perfectly, like within the first session. Yeah. Like those things, those are little triumphs and those build that success brain that you love to talk about. Oh yeah. That you always get it. You know, the, the success you have of doing something so primitive as a man. Yep. You know, this goes back to our primal, our primal nature. You know, we're strong. We can defend and we don't get the chance to do that. And to, and this day and age, Physical training also takes over for a lot of different things. We're no longer required to work labor-intensive jobs. Whether we were doing it for ourselves, living in a cave, mm-hmm. or doing it for uh, you know the the overlord of a feudal lord system. Yeah. You know, regardless of what position we were plugged in, we were out working physically. If we weren't out working physically, or if our society was prior to that. We'd be out hunting and gathering. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. now with all this technology, we've washed out the need for strength in society. And, it's, and you know, and, you know, few, very few um, uh, fields of employment actually look for strong, able people. No. Because everything is done with technology now. And they you know, want – find... go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say you find these things still, let's say, like – Working in heavy construction company, even if you're running heavy machinery, there's a lot of heavy work that goes into running that heavy machinery as far as maintenance and things like that. So you still need to be strong to do that. You need to be able to climb that equipment, get get into it, you know, grease it. You got to climb all over. You want to be sure footed and strong. Your grip has to be strong. So these are all manly things that we need to keep going with. So as a man. It is very, very, very vital for men to keep their physicality up because we are physical beings. I don't care how much, you know, we evolve. We know we could all be, you know, turn into Mr. Spock from Star Trek tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be so logical and intelligent and everything. But we are still animals. We're still, just like I wrote in that blog, you know, we're still animals. We're still primal beings. Go ahead, Lisa. What? Mr. Spock could still throw down. Yeah, exactly. Right? Remember that one where he has to spar with Captain Kirk? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Come on, you know. But but people don't realize that, you know, when they're middle-aged, as their fitness begins to go away, so does their functionality. You betcha. Yes, because your brain, how good can you you think if you're like, you're totally in pain? Well, you know, my fitness makes me feel good. Well, here's two things right here. You know, you talk about starting your business at, what, was 50 years old, you said? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure you know this, but I'll tell you anyways, and anybody out there that is an entrepreneur, male, female, the vast majority of millionaires start when they're 60s, folks, unless it's something you hit digitally or something in the market where you're 21 and suddenly you're a billionaire. That happens, too, in today's age, number one. Number two, Donnie talks about, contacting um, the primal area. Well, I'll tell everybody right now something I'm working on, and it's diving in so deep into your subconscious mind. We have still, if you don't know this, and you should go out and look it up, we still have a reptilian brain within us. Of course. And the reason why you don't see much of it or hear about it, Donnie hit it, so did um, Lisa. We have so much crap built 
upon our mind, our subconscious mind, layer after layer after layer. And I'm not saying anybody did it on purpose, but we all know what you think about most or who you surround yourself with can have either a positive or a very damaging effect on you. Even your parents, they don't mean to say it, but they got this from their parents. This stuff is passed down generationally. DNA, folks, all that. If you want to begin to start changing what you are and what you believe and what type of success you really want and not say, well, I can't do it or I failed the first five times and I'm done with it, well, then you need to start diving in now. A guy, and I think Donnie and I talked about it in the last show, I mean, I'm not getting anything for this Wim Hof, the Iceman. This guy basically lives in cold. Like you, I mean, I believe he climbed most of Mount Everest in a pair of shorts. He got a frozen eye socket. That's why they had to bring him down. Um, he, sw- he swam in the, the coldest water underneath ice you've ever... And Steve Cotter, and I want to do it too, but it's a lot of dough to go there. He has this retreat like in Poland. He's all over the world where literally that's where you're going to live, outside with nothing. They've injected him with viruses that should have either made him sick. I don't know if it would have killed him. The virus didn't even touch him. So I do a lot of cold showering, and some of the stuff he talks about too is the reptilian brain. I talked to my niece yesterday when you heard me talk about Natalie coming in 36. I gave her the stuff. I said, you need to go out and look up Wim Hof. I said, this could cut miles off your uh, of your running and recovery. And at 17, she could probably fly even faster because she's talking, you know, 15 next year in the race. That's my point, folks. You know, we talk about entrepreneurship. We're heavy on this. You know, Donnie, myself, just about everybody involved in Eminem is an entrepreneur. And we talk about the struggles. And we talk about the beatings we take over and over. And we talk about, oh, you shouldn't do it. It's a waste of time. You you know, like in my case, I had an $82,000 job. Why would you give it up? You're not even close to that. Blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? When you believe in something, just like yourself, and you want it more than anything in the world, you will do, and I'm talking from a legal standpoint, whatever you've got to do to make it. And the thing is we don't see is this. If Donnie's talking to me about, all right, Eric, you started at A, and Lisa said, you're at Z now, and you're on top of the heap. Everybody's clapping. They love you. You're the greatest. But nobody talks to you what's between A and Z. When you were struggling to the point where you didn't even know if you are going to make the next month. Or, like in my case, Donnie's had it too. You know, you get a number of people that are going to promise you that, okay, I'm going to do your website. We're going to increase your money value by blah, 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 blah. doesn't happen. Now, I'm not blaming anyone because, see, I shoulder the responsibility whether they fucked me to the wall or not. But unfortunately, while it is fortunate, this is how you get to become an expert at things. I hate to say that to people because they don't want to hear that type of pain. Lisa talked about the pain, all right? The pain, the struggle. All right. But let me tell you, I've said this to Donnie. Donnie and I have talked about this on every show pretty much. There's going to be a point in time when a bunch of us are standing in front of 100,000 people telling everyone what we did to succeed. Why? We're all millionaires. In my case, I used to say millionaire. Now I say a billionaire. 
Why? Because that's what I want. I don't play small ball with anything, and I take a ton of lumps, and I give a ton of lumps back, and there's no going back. Life is about moving up. It's like It's like the salmon upstream, <laughs> fighting the current. Obviously, a grizzly gets them in the end usually, but that's my point. Lisa, um, we're getting right near the end of the show, but this is what I okay. want to ask you, and then we're going to switch to Don. And I want you to summarize everything, too, whatever, if you've got websites or anything like that. Um, obviously, you've seen some things and done quite a bit of things in your life. And I know there's going to be more coming down the road, I'm sure. But if you had to, if I came to you, you didn't even know me, and I was just like in a tailspin. You know, everything, you name it, is happening to me. Um, I'm in terrible shape, but all I need is maybe, I don't need you to, to hold my hand and, and say, you'll make it through. What I need from you is this, what would you say to me that could initially inspire me at least to take a look at what you're talking about or a club or barbells, whatever, how, how, with all the people you deal with and have dealt with in the past and your own and your own ghosts, what would you say to a guy like me? You just got to try it. You just get, you have to believe in yourself and you have to try it and trying it is believing. Yeah. Even, and even though you'd be sore and you hurt the next day, you look at the, at the volume of what you did, you know, maybe go do something you've never done before. Yep. And step outside your comfort zone. Nothing good ever happens where you're comfortable. Nope. I agree. Um, Well, I I think, too, that's a, you know, Donnie was talking about with technology and all that. See, what I think a lot now is, and it's probably always existed, but it's manifested so much bigger now. It's easy to say, um, well, you know, I don't know if I can do it because I, I think a lot of that's more acceptable. Now, I don't know. Yes, it is. It, it is. has become right. acceptable for people to project their own limitations. I have it all the time. I'm yeah. like, I put a box in front of somebody and I say, jump on that box. <laughs> and there's like, oh, I can't. Yep. So, you know, so, you know what? I don't force them to jump on the box. I go get a, a like a rubber plate, sure. a 10 pound plate. Yep. I'm like, can you jump on that? It's an inch tall. Yep. And they jump. Yep. And before I know it, I call it learning to fly. Yep. Before I know it, somebody who could, you know, who like couldn't get their motor recruitment together to jump on a one inch, 10 pound plate is jumping on an 18 inch wooden box. Yeah. And, you know, I take a picture of it and I go, another bird has learned to fly. Yep. But the thing is, you've got to have that type of motivating personality. See, that's what I said. Not everybody can do this. You know, I told, I've told Donnie before and other people, you know, I'll talk to anybody. I, I, and I don't mean just on the show. I'll be out places. And I've had – my mother even says it to me because my mother is a lot like me in that way. She'll say to me, do you know those people? I was like, I never met them in my life. Yeah. And, and she starts laughing, and she goes, I don't know if you realize it, son, but you have a hell of a gift. I said, I do realize that. But since I was a little kid, I was never afraid to approach people. Never. Yeah, I, I, I call that the person who's never met a stranger. Yeah. No, you're right. And, 
you know, and, you know, sometimes when when you have to confront somebody's fears, yep. you know, you can't say to them, oh, that's silly. Don't be afraid to try that. Right, right. Because then, then you immediately get the resistance. Yep. You know, so you have to just push them to the very edge yep. of what they think they can't do. And then all of a sudden they've had a little achievement. Yep. And, you know. Uh, there's a, a saying in dog training that um, always catch them doing something right. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, you know, for me, I kind of have the benefit of, you know, training dogs who don't, you know, dogs don't have language. Right. Exactly. They have a, they have a language, but it's body language, it's eye contact, and you know, so it's it's really helped me as a personal trainer to work with subjects that I can't communicate with verbally. Yep, I agree. And, you know, Don, Don watched me get one of our dogs to go in the pool last weekend yep. who was afraid. Yep. And, you know, I split it into tiny little pieces the same way I do with a lady who's 60 years old. And, sure. you know, jumping is a perishable skill. Yep. And, you know, it's amazing to get somebody to – do something that they haven't done since they're five years old. No, and you know what it is? They've got to have a lot of confidence in you. Yeah. Period. All right? Because no one's going to do anything if they don't believe in what you do. So, right. I mean, that's got to speak volumes for you, myself, and Donnie. I mean, if well, you – go ahead. Yeah. I mean, for me, I have the advantage of having been a shitty athlete. Well. So, hey, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, but – So, but, I, I can it, scale any movement – because I've been a shitty athlete because I couldn't do one push-up. Yep. And, you know, the, the person – we have a coach who's a fantastic athlete. I mean, to watch her move is just, you know, it's such a treat. But she has a hard time with athletes who, you know, can't jump, can't move, right. Don't right. Have, can't hang on the bar. Yep. Because she, you know, she's never been there. Right, right. Right. So, you know, it's it's a lot of a lot of what what we do is we turn our lemons into lemonade. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, there's nothing like experience and people that don't experience a lot of the ups and downs and things come very easy to them. A lot yeah. of time, a lot of times they're not good putting the rubber to the road with people. That's a fact, you know. I that, agree. Yeah. And that's going to hurt you with a business i mean you've got to be able to convey your message more than anything you don't have to have all the knowledge none of us will ever have everything but man what you know you know well and you know how to just put it right out in front of you and let's get going you got anything else lisa no eric it is always a pleasure to listen to you i love your show Thanks. thank you um donnie summarize everything man get, get give us some niblets here what you know we talked about so many things here, and what well, I mean, where do you see? Let, let's talk about where do you see not only ADEX, but where do you see physical culture in general? Are we making strides? Because you know, I know Stevie and I were talking about you know the gathering, which is for anybody that doesn't know, that's the lifting of the Dinny Stones in Scotland. I mean, we're talking monster big, and that's the first week of August first weekend and we talked about how we're seeing this resurgence you know you talked about primal we talked about the club where the flat black 
just, you know, sitting in front of you, standing in front of you. It's something that you're going to want to go up and at least grab and say, okay, what is this that I'm grabbing? It's the same way what we're starting to see with the Stones, with the younger kids coming up with Charlie lifting the yard blares, which are basically Atlas Stones to a barrel. So, as a guy that's been around quite a while in the world of physical culture, 8X and physical culture in general, let's talk about five years from now. If you had, if you had a crystal ball, where do you think we're going, brother? I think, I think that they, um, they, they, they're, we're getting smarter as uh, physioculturists, you know, and that, and that includes people who are strength training all the way to people who do body weight stuff. You know, people who are lifting yeah. heavy weights to body weight. Everybody that's doing movement and practicing movement is learning more and more that. We're getting away from the bodybuilding and powerlifting type of workouts Mm -hmm. and going more towards the health-based workouts, mobility, um, the the range of strength throughout every degree of your mobility, you know, in the joints and stuff like that, instead of just having training for specific athletic movements, let's say, i.e. powerlifting. I couldn't do anything else but bench press, deadlift, and squat for like – 12 years, you know, that was it. That's all. And, you know, that was, those were my three movements, but you know, the life, real life encompasses much more than that. You know? So, you know, I think we are taking the, um, the, uh, values and the knowledge of the physical therapists and we're combining it with the athletes and the physioculturists to be, to be able to create more physical, well-rounded beings rather than just us being specific in a certain thing. I mean, look at your training. You yep. do train for your strength movements. All yep. you, You're definitely trained for them. But you're also supplementing movement-based stuff with it also. I have to. And I got no choice. Some- and this is something we haven't we've gotten away from. Yep. Um, from the I guess from probably about the time that Sando and and you know and like maybe even up into Reg Park and sure. Steve Reeves, you know, sure. those guys were still dropping into splits and doing handstand presses oh, yeah. on stage. Yep. You know, but then after the Arnold era, it was just all about mass and being big and being yep strong and that's where we stopped we actually regressed a little bit but now we're going back into that and i see physical culture being more health-based than athletic based Mm -hmm. if that makes sense no it makes total sense because look you can't do one without the other if you're of poor health you might get away with it for a while but you start moving into your 30s and you're lifting big things and in very bad shape already the chances are you're going to have a big medical emergency and it might just kill you and we know yeah. that you know and i'm not going to blame this but we know the amount of drugs that are in everything it could be crossfit it could be powerlifting it could be strongman whatever look that's a choice you make but the point of the matter is there's a lot of variables out there that a lot of people aren't telling you about okay so the first thing I would always say to anybody, no matter what you're doing, if you want to become a weightlifter, you got to learn the basics. And it's with everything. Donnie's got basics with the club. Lisa's, I'm sure, got basics with CrossFit. You have to have a base. You have to have a foundation to build upon. If you're only going to do the good things or the stuff that's popular, 
you're you're standing in sand, and anytime <laughs> you're standing in sand, you're going down. It's not going to happen. Anything else, Donnie? If not, give out all your information, obviously, with 8X. Um, uh, both of you hang on the line, and I'll give you my, and I'll give out my information, and we'll get something set up again, my friend. You got it. All right. So everybody who's listening to this, seriously, go and order something from Addicts. Yep. Ser- you know, because the third person that puts in that code MM19, what are they going to get, Eric? Fifty percent off. This is only the one time. Too, the show will be up today, Sunday. At the latest, Tuesday morning, I will release it then. Then it's going to go out to my MailChimp account, which will garner a whole different audience, I believe, right there. So we are pushing this because if you're on the fence about anything, especially with the, with the that's what we're talking about, the 8X Club here, and you need to move and you need to react, this is the time to do it. And I've said... You can contact Donnie through 8xclub.com. As I said, he will call you back, and you have the ability to order it right there. But you got to put in MM19. If you don't put that in, you, you don't, don't get, get the $45 off. And then if you're number three, you get 50%. So it's a big deal. What else you got, brother? That Okay, so it's adxclub.com, A-D-E-X-C-L-U-B.com. Please Look up AdX Club YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. I need more subscribers. I'm going to tell you flat out. I don't have enough people on there. So even if you subscribe and you don't don't pay attention to it, that you're doing me a favor. Uh, so and I've get, to that, but pay attention to it because there's some good stuff on there. There's 180 videos. And I've told you, put them out on uh, Etched in Stone. Etched in Stone for kids. The traffic there is yes. insane. It's insane. I'm telling yes. you right now, use it as a medium because everybody else is starting to do it. And we're getting, I mean, you ought to see the people all over the world coming in there. It's like its like uh, candy. I mean, it's incredible. And I that thank is... everybody for that. You know, go out to, you know, Fiorello Barbell Company. Go out to, you know, look at the blogs. Donnie's written blogs. I just got a thing from Steve. Gardner, I mean, he writes incredible stuff. He goes, I sent you another new one. So I've, I haven't even had a chance to go out and read it yet. Just phenomenal writers that have come in here and put stuff out. I would like to be writing more. It's just like I don't have a lot of time, so it's easier for me to throw together a 20-minute um, podcast because I oh. can do it. I can do it, and being I don't have to go through all the stuff we're doing with Donnie and Lisa today, I can basically format it. And I can get it put together like in 20 minutes, as opposed to this will take at least an hour to do. Just and that's not and that's including writing show notes too, which take a long time to do because you want. I don't want to give you the whole show and the notes, but I want you to look at it and say, "Geez, this looks like something I want to listen to." What else you got, brother? Anything else? I was going to say if for anybody who's on the fence about advertising with you, yep. if you have a business that is aimed at strength athletes, the people who listen to this show, people who are into physical culture. You know, there's also people that listen to Eric's show just that, that aren't athletes and don't train, but they listen to it for the, for the, the growing themselves mentally. Yeah. Okay. Advertise here with Eric. Yeah. This is, this is a good format. I'm getting my money's worth 
And I got to say, you know, like, you know, and, and it's all also part of fostering the community. You're fostering, uh, you know, people to listen to this show, which we provide a good message, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I, I mean, look at the guests you have on, yep. you know, uh, you know, Steve Cotter's on here, Stevie Shanks. Come on. Yep. You know, like Charlie yep. Oliphant. I mean, yep. this is great stuff. You had Elliot Hulse on here. Yep. Yep. You know, I, you got Rick Brown on all the time. Yep. You know, it, I mean, this is this is fantastic stuff. And, uh, you know, this 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 is, you know, great to get, you know, the kids exposed to physical culture. Get yourself back into it or keep yourself immersed in it. Learn some new things. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And this is, you know, this is where people come together for this. Well, we and I appreciate the kind words. We've been doing a lot of stuff. We're going after like um, like Tempur-Pedic. Um, you know, there might be stuff that has to do with organic products. It doesn't necessarily have to be that. But my point of the matter is, if it's stuff that encompasses everything we talk about here, I mean, let's face it, sleep. We've done stuff with Earth Pulse, with stim machines. All these things, you know, I'm looking for a company that is very good with protein powder, the old school stuff. We'd love you to come on board. I'd love to do a label with somebody. These are all things that are in the works, but as I've said, and Donnie knows because we've talked quite a bit offline about things, the show right now is the bread and butter of everything. So if Donnie comes in and advertises motivation muscle since the last time, we need to, you know, maybe we're putting out another three to 500 now downloads. This is a springboard for everything, for everyone, too. Anyone that's got a product they want to advertise, anything that I want to sell, because the reach of this show is just becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. And as I've said before, M&M, like FBC, has a mind of its own. And it's doing things, things are happening because of what you put out into the atmosphere. And I've said this before. When you think correctly, like-minded people and all different things are going to be drawn to you. And when you think like that and when other people come in here and say, holy cow, my product is really selling. Or at least I'm getting people to call me and they're saying, well, where'd you hear it from? Motivation and muscle. This is what it's all about, folks. This is like I don't I've never met Donnie personally, but I will or Lisa. But one day I will do a handshake with him, look him straight in the eyes, as my pop always said. This stuff's very important. And we're going further and further because, as I said, this isn't a one-trick pony. This is going to be a national radio show. There's going to be a day we've talked about this. Charlie and I were laughing one night. Charlie said, can you imagine if you just had this in a central point and anybody and everybody could just come in or whatever just to visit and meet you and come on? I said, Charlie, there wouldn't be a – that would be not only standing room, you wouldn't be able to get any more bodies in there. It would be so packed. Because everybody, like with, with the um, gathering that's coming up, you know, Douglas not only did a great job, but all the people that came and said, you know, they were so happy and they loved motivation and muscle, and I thanked them all for it. This is the point. As we keep growing, more and more people are going to keep coming into this big tent and as we get the younger kids and some of the people that are just going through shit their whole lives, and they listen to Donnie and I, and, and they hear, like the show we did on leadership, which is our biggest show to date, that struck a chord. There was probably, who knows, a dozen, 20, 100 that were like maybe feeling like 
you know, a 10-ton boulder dropped on them. And they're like, holy shit, these guys make sense. Well, suddenly the juices start flowing. Suddenly you're like, I'm not down on my knees after all. Get up. That's what I'm talking about. You don't know vocally, Lisa, Donnie, and I, what we talked about today. We don't know how many people we're going to affect in a positive way out there. That, to me, is the greatest thing about Eminem and what we do here. It is so exciting to have so much energy to push push out there through the three of us today and know that, you know something, even if it's one person and suddenly maybe we, we just set up the next millionaire. Maybe we just set up the next teacher that is going to start teaching a little bit about physical culture maybe on on the outside. You know, who knows? But that's all for another thing. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Uh, if you'd like us to do another three-way show, and which we will, Contact me at FiorelloBarbell at NICAP.R.com. We can do anything. I don't worry about any of that stuff. Also, too, um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We're also on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're also in your car on AHA Directory, which is pronounced AHA. Um, If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words of inspiration. Five words can change your life forever. My mom, when we were kids, she still says it to us. Um, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know what people are going through. And I think now more than ever, that is very important. Those are sage words. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And as I said, our pal Paul Four, I love Paul. He's from Wales. He loves that line, and he'll send me stuff through Etched, or he sends me, you know, personal emails and stuff. Paul is top drawer, man. We're glad to have him aboard, part of the family. Also, too, uh, the Hoosa Steel Crusher Stone says in blood red domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent. Everything in your path, no one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to Eminem from the beginning, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more, <laughs> lo- it's more like a tidal wave, brother. It gets taller and wider every day. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My pop, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. And my greatest chiropractor ever, who will be four years coming upon, we lost John Ridge. He would walk every patient in the door. It didn't matter if it was standing room and say to him, keep smiling. Keep smiling. You want to talk about a paradigm shift? When you feel like the world's crashing down on you, keep repeating, keep smiling. And who cares who listens and looks at you? I do it all the time. Keep smiling. Also, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door in. We'll blow the roof right off your house. Stick with us for the next 30 years. Tell your friends. Send these shows out to their families, their kids, whatever. It's that important. You need us and we need you and welcome aboard. Also, too, before we sign off with Donnie and Lisa... You all have greatness in you. Remember that. Um, you're all winners, champions, and obviously unstoppable. And that's what you need to sink your teeth in to forget about the rest of the negative crap 
It doesn't serve you, and it doesn't mean a thing. And before we say goodbye, I'm going to read something real quick, and I love this. This is from Stones and Strength, the great late Steve Jack and the late Peter Martin. And Steve Jack wrote this, and you know Steve's been on here. We lost him last year to pancreatic cancer. Steve was the defining moment for me going to Iceland to go lift the Husafell stone. And I'll tell you, not many people have that type of um, power on me. I mean, I just saw this and I went bananas. And this is um, about the Inverse Stone. Rest while you can. Enjoy each night you sleep in the mud. Cherish the blanket of highland grass. That until now has kept you warm and safe. For in a couple of moons I'll be calling. And I always say that really is a tribute to life. What's calling you? What wants you and what do you want? Ask yourself that when you listen to this show. And ask yourself it every day until you get the answer. And believe me, you will. Lisa, it's been an honor. Thank you for coming on. And we will have you on again. Thank you, Eric. As always, you inspire. Thank you. I I really appreciate that. Donnie, being the old war horse here, the veteran, um, it's always an honor to have you on, brother, and I always thank you for all you've helped me out with. And, uh, you know, we'll keep this relationship going, I hope, for the rest of our lives. So thanks for being on, brother. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Anytime, man, anytime. So for Don G. Fardino, Lisa Hamburg, Everybody have a great rest of the weekend. As I said, this show will be up no later than Tuesday. This will be another big hit. I know we have two quality people here. You can never go wrong with quality. So have a great weekend, everybody. Remember, the world is asking something from you, and you can ask from it. But go out and do something that means something, man. Don't sit on your hands. Go out there, get hungry, and do it. And we're with you. So stick with us, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.